This is Law of Attraction Explored. I'm Tim Grimes. If you'd like a free guide that explains the hidden link between relaxation and the Law of Attraction, or if you want more information about my books or my coaching, you can visit RadicalCounselor.com. Enjoy the episode. I think for many of us, something that we struggle with when it comes to the Law of Attraction is faith. I know personally that a lot of the time I struggle with having the faith that what I want to happen will happen. I become concerned or anxious or nervous that what I desire is just not going to manifest itself. And this goes for even if I get very general, you know, if I just try to relax. Later on when maybe I don't feel quite as relaxed, I then worry, oh, you know, are things going the way they should? Am I doing something wrong? da 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 it's a lack of faith when that happens. And it happens, I think, to most of us, if not all of us. And faith is usually connotated with religious and spiritual practices. That's how I like to connotate it, because I think that the best information about faith usually has a real spiritual language to it, because it conveys uh, the depth of faith so well. But you have to understand, too, the way that someone like Kuwait would talk about it, is, you know, faith is conviction. Faith is certainty. If you imagine that something is going to happen, if you believe something is going to happen, it's going to happen. If it's at all within the laws of nature, as Kuwait liked to say. So faith is really one of the core elements of the law of attraction. And it's something that, you know, a lot has been written about it, but it's still very hard to pinpoint exactly what faith is. And a lot of the time, the language and the, you know, words that are used to try to describe faith fail to really describe it well, in my opinion. And I can tell you that one of those examples is not the work of H. Emily Cady. H. Emily Cady, unsurprisingly, given her very um, spiritual background, her the religious language that she was fond of using, she describes faith just about as well as I've ever heard anybody describe it. She really describes the component of faith and what faith is in a, in a fascinating and very healthful way. And uh, she does this throughout her work. In particular, she has a, a short essay simply titled Faith, definitely worth reading or listening to. It's so illuminating to hear her describe what faith is and how faith can be applied. You know, a few episodes ago, I, I quoted Joseph Murphy saying that faith is an intrinsic part of the law of attraction, an intrinsic part. And I think that's pretty much spot on. And I, again, I think that Katie describes that, H. Emily Katie describes what that means in a very powerful way. So let me read a, a little excerpt from this essay of H. Emily Katie's called Faith. I'm not going to read the whole thing, and I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to skip paragraphs, but I, I want to, you know, just give you a little bit of the meat that's there, because there's, there's so much value in it. Near the beginning of the essay, Katie quotes Hebrews 11.1, 1, a line that many of you have probably heard before. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And then Katie goes on to write about that wonderful line from the Bible. 
She writes, in other words, faith takes right hold of the substance of the things desired and brings into the world of evidence the things that before were not seen. And then Katie quotes Hebrews 11.3, which another famous line, which is, what is seen was made from things that are not visible. So we've got the line, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And then what is seen was made from things that are not visible. Katie writes, in some way then, we understand that whatever we want is in this surrounding invisible substance. And faith is the power that can bring it out into actuality to us. Again, in some way then, we understand that whatever we want is in this surrounding invisible substance, and faith is the power that can bring it out into actuality to us. That's a pretty good definition of, of manifesting in general and how the process of manifesting works. Now, what's so interesting is that we can look at faith, and, and Katie talks about this very well, we can look at faith in a, an intelligent way, and she calls this an understanding faith, not blind faith, which can also be effective, but an understanding faith. And she writes, understanding faith is based on immutable principle. Faith does not depend on physical facts or on the evidence of the senses because it is born of intuition or the spirit of truth ever living at the center of our being. Its action is infinitely higher than that of reason. It is founded on truth. While, as you remember from a former lesson, reasoning or intellectual argument is founded on evidence of the senses and is not reliable. Intuition is the open end within one's own being of the invisible channel ever connecting each individual with God. Faith is, as it were, a ray of light shot out from the central sun, God, one end of which ray comes into your being and mine through the open door of intuition. She goes on to write, The Nazarene recognized the unchangeable truth that, in the unseen, the supply of every want awaits demand. This is very important to understand. The Nazarene recognized the unchangeable truth that, in the unseen, the supply of every want awaits demand. When he said, Ask and you will receive, he was simply stating an unalterable truth. He knew that the instant we ask or desire, for asking is desire expressed, we touch a secret spring which starts on its way toward the good we want. He knew that there need not be any coaxing or pleading about it, that our asking is simply our complying with an unfailing law that is bound to work. There is no escape from it. Asking and receiving are two ends of the same thing. We cannot have one without the other. This is really when it gets fascinating, okay, what she's talking about. She's saying asking and receiving are the two ends of the same thing. We cannot have one without the other. You know, I was recently talking about how your desires are pure, and you shouldn't look at them as bad or selfish things, but you should look at them as being the right action to take. That in LOA, when you have a desire, you have to recognize that as a positive thing. And you shouldn't recognize it as something that's bad or something that you have to, you know, muffle or suppress. Your desire is your guidance. 
And what Katie is saying here is that what you desire, what you're asking for, whether you ask for it just inwardly or verbally, that is the same thing as receiving it. We cannot have one without the other. And this is like when we talk about how, you know, when you really feel something, you don't feel it in the future. If you really want something, you feel it now. It's the same thing. It's all happening now, right? So Katie goes on to say a little bit further on in this essay on faith. Remember this desire in the heart for anything is God's sure promise sent beforehand to indicate that it is yours already in the limitless realm of supply and whatever you want you can have for the taking taking is simply recognizing the law of supply and demand even if you cannot see a sign of the supply any more than Elijah did when he had affirmed for rain and not a cloud even so big as a man's hand was for a long time to be seen. Affirm your possession of the good that you desire. Have faith in it, because you are working with divine law and cannot fail. Do not be argued off your basic principle by anyone, and sooner will the heavens fall than that you fail to get that which you desire. This is a phenomenal explanation of what faith is and how to apply it. I'm going to read the whole paragraph again because it's just one of the best explanations I've ever read about desire and having faith that your desire will come to fruition, that it will manifest. Taking is simply recognizing the law of supply and demand. Even if you cannot see a sign of the supply any more than Elijah did, when he had affirmed for rain, and not a cloud even so big as a man's hand was for a long time to be seen. Affirm your possession of the good that you desire. Have faith in it, because you are working with divine law and cannot fail. Do not be argued off your basic principle by anyone, and sooner will the heavens fall than that you fail to get that which you desire. She goes on then to quote that great line from Mark eleven twenty four, Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Does that make more sense now in the light of what Katie just said? That taking is simply recognizing this law of supply and demand? That asking and receiving are two ends of the same thing? This is very, very powerful and helpful advice that she's giving. She went on to write, Knowing the law of abundant supply and the truth that supply always precedes the demand, demand simply being the call that brings the supply into sight, knowing that all desire in the heart for any good is really God's desire in us and for us, how shall we obtain the fulfillment of our every desire and that right speedily? And then she quotes her answer is Psalm 37, 4, which is, Take the light in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. In other words, rejoice and meditate on God, on the depth of your being, on the moment of now, on the holiness of now, which is what we always talk about. 
And if we want to use non-religious language, we can. But it's still pointing to the same thing. It's pointing to this ineffable perfection, which is this moment in every moment. If only we recognize it. So rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in God. That's how Katie says to implement faith. She goes on to write, Take right hold of God with an unwavering faith. Begin and continue to rejoice and thank him that you have, not will have, the desires of your heart, never losing sight of the fact that the desire is the thing itself in incipiency. If the good were not already yours in the invisible realm of supply, you could not, by any possibility, desire it. I'm going to read that one more time, the last paragraph, because it's spectacular. Take right hold of God with an unwavering faith. Begin and continue to rejoice and thank him that you have, not will have, the desires of your heart, never losing sight of the fact that the desire is the thing itself in incipiency. If the good were not already yours in the invisible realm of supply, you could not, by any possibility, desire it. And Katie concludes this essay on faith by writing and quoting Psalm 145.16. She writes, Knowing divine law and obeying it, you can forever rest from all anxiety, all fear, for you open your hand, satisfying the desire of every living thing. It can be hard to describe what faith is and how to apply it. This short essay by H. Emily Cady, simply called Faith, is really a good explanation of how to utilize this subject, how to utilize faith. Enjoy. Enjoy.